In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When I think of that sunny Tuesday 15 years ago, there are a number of images that stand out for me and very much stay with me. One was the color of the sky. It was so incredibly blue earlier that day. Bright blue before turning dark. Cuban food is another memory. I was working at a church in Midtown And as we began to think that there would be no transportation out of Manhattan, restaurants in the area were closing, and several Cuban restaurants brought us all their food. And so we were setting up what was a kind of temporary soup kitchen and perhaps overnight place if people needed it. And then there are the posters So many posters, those signs, those handmade and shop-made signs with photographs on them that began to appear everywhere. I remember later that day on September 11th, transportation did open up, and so after a long day at church, I took the subway south. I was living on 10th Street then, and so the farthest south we could get was 14th Street. And so we did that and came up from the subway and and there they were, all those posters. Posters with faces on them. The faces of loved ones announcing that someone was missing. Someone was lost. Someone was unaccounted for. Over the next few days, of course, there would be a few amazing stories about people being found, people who were thought to be lost but then weren't lost at all. They were found again, scared and shaken but found and living. A friend of mine was whisked off Manhattan and sort of sent over to Staten Island, and so it was the next day before he and his wife could speak to each other. Uh, They thought they were lost to each other, but they were found very much. People get lost, don't they? People become lost in a number of ways. Alzheimer's or dementia takes a person away from us to some other faraway place. Too often disease or drugs or addictions contribute to a loss and a person as we know and love them seems to disappear. And then of course when someone dies often we use that figure of speech and we say they are lost We have lost someone. Whenever a person is lost, however the loss happens, sooner or later, we probably begin to wonder about a kind of ultimate loss. The loss of God. Where is God in such times? Where is God when someone's lost? Where is God when we feel lost? 
Where is God when someone can't find their way out of addiction or when a person's brain won't let them recognize their family and their loved ones anymore? Where is God when people die senseless deaths? Our scriptures today tell us exactly where God is. God is there. God is right there. God is here. God is wherever God needs to be, seeking the lost, doing whatever it takes, changing divine plans, changing the course of history, if it takes that, just to save one lost person. In the lesson from the Old Testament, the whole people of Israel feel lost. They're afraid and they feel cut off from God. And so they begin to do what a lot of people do when they feel lost and afraid. They begin to substitute other things for God, other more immediate things within their reach. Gold and silver and pretty things. They begin to worship their stuff. Moses returns And he gradually helps them find their way again. He helps them find God again. He helps them find themselves again. And then in the midst of this, there's a detail that's almost missed, but it's an amazing detail. God changes God's mind. God changes God's plans. God changes the whole course of history just to make a way so that God's children can find their way again to the heart of God. Our gospel also shows us a God who goes to desperate, earthy means for us. God will do whatever it takes to find someone and bring that person home. Jesus tells the wonderful and familiar story about a shepherd who has 99 sheep and one wanders off and can't be found. And so the shepherd leaves the 99 and goes in search of the one. And then that wonderful image of the woman who loses a coin. It's an everyday, ordinary coin, the kind of coin that a lot of other people might just throw away, but not for her. For her, it's special. It's her coin. It's the coin she needs, probably. And so she does what it takes to find that coin. She stops what she's doing and makes finding the coin the top priority. And she turns her house upside down till she can find it. The point is that God does that when we get lost, when we stumble off the path, when we find ourselves out of the ordinary way. God does what it takes to reclaim whatever is lost, to recover and to restore anything and anyone who feels misplaced. God reaches out for us. God looks for us. God never stops calling our name. Our gospel today of a Christ who searches for us like a good shepherd looking for the lost sheep reminds me of Psalm 23. We kind of foreshadowed this idea with the hymn before the gospel. That wonderful psalm of the good shepherd. And it always takes me back to something I experienced early on in ordained ministry. In the little town where I was serving, I was part of the Rhoda, the schedule for a retirement home. And truth be told, it was a pretty sad retirement home. 
I had been warned not to expect much from the crowd who would come for the service that I would be leading on a Sunday afternoon. I, I was cautioned that most of them would probably be sleeping, and a lot of them might not even be alert to who I was or what we were doing, that they were in various states of poor health. And so I thought I was ready. <laughs> And so I went, and sure enough, not many people seemed um, alert or alive to the moment. Um, Several seemed lost. And so I began, and I I read scripture, and I, I said a prayer or two. And then I got to Psalm 23. I was leading it along, and then I heard a voice that I hadn't heard before. And I looked up, and one of the older gentlemen, who was sort of slumped over, and I thought totally asleep and checked out, he was there kind of helping lead it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A little bit like Yvonne O'Neill proclaimed the epistle reading. This man meant business, and you believed what he said. And so he caught my attention. So I looked up and and saw him. But then I noticed that several of the others who had been pretty much lost to me, they were moving their lips. They knew Psalm 23. They were right there in the moment. And, And more important than being a part of that service, they knew that God knew them. They knew that God loved them. They knew that God was like a good shepherd and would never, ever let them get lost. God leads us through green pastures where there's rest and refuge and nurture and sustenance. God leads us beside still waters, slowing down the rapids of life and washing us in healing waters, helping us to find ourselves again. God restores our souls. Even when we feel like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we have nothing to fear because God is there. God is here. Even if we don't see God, even if we don't particularly feel like God is in that moment, God is there. Even when there are those who die all too suddenly, all too young, whose lives are taken, God calls and God loves and God welcomes by name. Psalm 23 reminds us that God leads us, leads us finally to a place where there's an enormous feast, a banquet table, a feast so big it it includes not only everyone we've ever loved, but even our enemies transformed into friends. And there in the full presence of God, in the full presence of love, God anoints each one of us and calls us by name. No one and nothing stays lost from God. God seeks and searches and calls out by our truest name. And God calls us into love and into laughter, into life everlasting. As the church, it's our job, it's our privilege to help one another hear God's calling. Whether we are the lost who are found again, or or whether we're among those who fling open the doors of the church and welcome those who return, we are all of us called to join in the celebration, to be a part of the feasting. 
We gather in this place at, at one table, eating from one bread and drinking from one cup. And what we do, we variously call the Mass or the Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper or the Last Supper. But throughout it all, whatever we call it, it is Eucharist, this wonderful odd Greek word which means thanksgiving which reminds us that the end of the day, the end of any day, the end of the darkest day, we give thanks because we who were lost are now found, because we who perhaps were kept out or left out are now welcome and included. We give thanks because through this meal, we are each of us invited to be more forgiving, more merciful, more welcoming, more alive to the God of eternal life. Thanks be to God for finding each one of us, for bringing us home and giving us this day of life and love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.